0: So how do you go about planning a profitable year? Going into 2024, whoop whoop, here we are, we are going into 2024 and most of you listening to the sound of my voice are looking to grow your business, increase your income, get more clients, increase your impact, all of the things. So we're going to be talking about how to have a profitable year and what exactly does that mean. So Let's get into it. Welcome to the Genius in You podcast, where I get to talk to ordinary moms doing extraordinary things in business and in life. I'm your host, Kelly Thompson. And if you're looking to serve more, sell more, and make an impact, this is where we do it. All right. So first of all, before we even kind of get into the weeds, let's talk about what it means to to even have a profitable year. Like let's define profitable. And to be honest, when I was kind of going through how it was going to plan this podcast, um, it was difficult because a lot of people describe pro- or define profitability uh, with different with, uh, in different ways, right? So for one person, it may be that their goal is to be more collaborative and have more collaborations with people this year. Maybe they've already hit their income uh, level, but they really are looking to collaborate with more people to get their message out there more. Or maybe it is having more of an income. I would say that most people, when I say profitable, they are looking for like more of an income, more clients, more spiritual connection with God, all of those things. But for purposes of this session, we're just gonna be talking about profitability in terms of income. When we talk about profitability, what is your goal? And at the end of this Uh, Podcast, I really want you to have some actionable takeaways uh, to know what you're going to be doing going into 2024. When this episode will be released, I believe it will be a couple days before New Year's. And so I really want you to have some actionable things for you to do. So when I teach on goals, I usually talk about three different layers of goals. The first layer I always talk about is the cognitive layer. Now, your cognitive layer is what you're thinking about, what you're dreaming about, what you would love to accomplish, um, at some point, maybe you're dreaming about quitting your nine to five, or maybe you're dreaming of going on a vacation with your family, or maybe you're dreaming of helping more people and having more impact, whatever it is that you're dreaming about that thing that you like think about all the time, like, wouldn't it be great if I would be so happy if this would be amazing. If whatever that thing is, that's your cognitive layer, that's your top level. So I want you to write that down. Take a second, write down what is your cognitive layer? What is that thing that would just be out of this world crazy if you were able to accomplish? That's the first layer of your goal. Now take that same, oh my goodness, crazy goal. Now we're going to go into what's called what I call the concrete layer. Now this concrete layer is what does that cognitive layer actually mean in real time, right? So if you want to quit your nine to five job, now give me what it is that you need to do in order to quit your nine to five job. Maybe in order for you to quit, you just need to make 60 K a year. If you can make 60 K a year by this date, then you're good to go. And you're like, I'm done. I'm walking away from my boss. I'll tell you, see you, see you or whatever. What is that concrete thing? Now you guys probably already know about smart goals. Um, smart goals are specific. They're measurable. They're uh, achievable, they're relevant, and they're time bound, right? So when you think about your SMART goal, when you think about that concrete layer, this is where that SMART goal comes in. So specifically, what would you like to accomplish? Is it that you would like 10 more clients by uh, March the 1st? Is it that you would like to make your first five or 10K month by April? Whatever it is, specifically. Make sure it's measurable. How are you going to measure it? if you're picking an income goal, then you know it's measurable. Maybe it's something like you want to create your own masterclass. So how? what is it going to look like? What does done look like for you in terms of having it measurable? Isn't it achievable? So many times like I, I am so guilty of this. It's terrible because in my mind, I really think, I think, I think that I have more than 24 hours. So in my head, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to do that. And it's only going to take me You know, a couple of hours and meanwhile, it's like a 12 hour thing that I've tried to condense into this shortened period of time. I'll give you a right off the top of my head example is my podcast page on my website. If you go there, it's kind of a hot mess, to be honest. It's something that is on my bucket list of things that I want to get done, but it really hasn't been high on my priority list. Um, Just as a sidebar, I used to have people go to my website in order to listen to my episodes. But I was doing that. I was uploading that manually. And initially I was doing it because it was kind of cool and I love learning new things. And I figured out how to do it and I was like, oh, this is cool. But then it kind of you know, fell by the wayside because I had so many other things that I want to do and it really just wasn't up there on the top of my, my list. So that's another thing. When you're thinking about your goals, make sure you're thinking about things that are really going to move the needle in your business. Do I want to have my podcast episodes on my web page? Of course I do. Will I do that in the very near future? In fact, I'm thinking about hiring somebody to take care of that for me because it's and sitting down and looking, down, looking at my goals. That is one of the things that I wanna do for 2024, just going forward to clean that up a little bit. So when I started that, I was like, you know what? I can do it. It's not gonna really be a big deal. I'm just gonna knock it out. I'm gonna clean it up. I'm gonna add the episodes that I haven't put up there yet and all that, yada, yada, yada. Well, fast forward and I started doing it. I was like, oh my goodness, I hate this. So one of the things I always talk to my clients about is doing an energy audit. That is one of the things that sucks my energy doing any of that website um, maintenance, uh, the page development, all that stuff. I can do it because I have a tech background, but I hate it. <laughs> and so <laughs> it's not something that I do. I enjoy. So it's not something that I'm personally using and taking my time and energy to do anymore. So anyway, total sidebar. But I wanted you to know what that looks like in terms of deciding what it is that you want to do and really being specific and making sure it's achievable in the timeframe. So for me, I was like, okay, I can knock that out in a couple hours, getting that website done or that webpage done. But after the first hour or so, I'm like, oh my gosh, it's going to take me like four days. It's insane. So think about what is achievable in the timeframe that you were setting. And be realistic. It's better for you to put a little bit less pressure on yourself than more pressure on yourself than feel bad about not accomplishing the goal and wanting to give up. So make sure it's achievable in the timeframe that you're setting. Also make sure it's relevant. People that are listening to this podcast, your goal is to grow your business, right? To have a coaching business, to grow it, to make sales, get clients, do it full-time, all of the things. So you want to make sure that whatever goal that you're picking is relevant to your business. And we're going to talk specifically about a goal that you, everyone should have at the top of their list of things they want to do for their business in a moment. Um, so this, we're going to talk, we're going to dive deep into that one, but anyway, so specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, and time bound. So that's kind of a given. Don't say, Hey, I need to make 50, 60 K or whatever. Um, at some point next year for me to be able to quit my job. No, say I'm going to make, if I, if I want to quit my job, I need to make 60 K by next, I don't know, by next October. And then I'll think about being able to walk away from that position, whatever that is. All right. So that's our, that's our first two layers. So we have our cognitive, we have our concrete. And then our next layer is the control layer. This is the controllable section. Lots of different things happen um, when we're trying to set our goals. Life happens. We could be as specific and as measurable and as achievable and relevant and time-bound and all of the things as we want to be, but then something happens and we're not able to get it done. So we we kind of say what we want to say, that uh, cognitive and that concrete layer, but then our control layer is really the things that we actually have control over. So what are those daily actionable things that you can accomplish to make that concrete layer a reality. So if your goal is to get 10 clients by, I don't know, March, let's say 10 clients for your, you know, your signature program, how are you going to do that? What exactly are you going to do? Are you going to maybe network with five people every week? Are you going to be intentional about posting content three times a week? Are you going to be intentional about speaking to people about your offer? Are you going to post on social media about your offer? Are you going to hold a masterclass? Are you going to, whatever it is that you're going to do, you need to make sure that those actions align with your concrete goal. So these are daily things. Even if you do a little bit each day, the daily things are what's going to get you to your goal. So talk to one person every day. Talk to five people every week. What is that thing that is going to help you get to that concrete layer of getting 10 clients or getting your 50K so you can stop working or creating your email list or creating your um, elite magnet or masterclass that you want to create, whatever it is, be intentional about thinking about what you are going to do every single day. I actually had a planner to help you do just that. So I'll have a link to it in the show notes. You can take a look at it and hopefully it helps and blesses you. Okay, so the goal that I mentioned earlier that I think absolutely everyone in business should have at the very top of their list is sales. I've said it once. I've said it a thousand times. If you don't have sales, you have a hobby and it's not a business. And I know that because I had a hobby for a long time, much to my husband's dismay. It was more of a hobby than an actual business. So you really want to make sales your priority going into 2024 if you haven't already. Now, let me give you a little pro tip. If you are saying that, hey, Kelly, I've been posting on social media and I really just haven't gotten any clients. So I'm trying to make sales, but that's just, it's just not working. Honey friend, sister, girlfriend, my buddy, you are not going to be able, most people are not able to just get clients by posting some content on social media. We don't buy from strangers. And in effect, if you have people just randomly scrolling your content, that's effectively a stranger. So we don't buy from strangers. You know, like when you were little, your parents would say, don't talk to strangers. Well, you're certainly not going to give them your money. Right. So you have to figure out ways for you to connect with your people. So we are going to be talking deeper about this control layer. The control layer is where you make the sales because these are your daily activities. So in my um, Align to Attract Academy, we focus on three things when it comes to um, this goal of making sales, making an income with your business. Number one is what are you going to sell? First question. Number two is who you are going to, who are you going to sell it to? And number three, how are you going to get them to buy it, right? Three very basic things that I think a lot of people miss because they're so focused. Unfortunately, when you start a business, for whatever reason, we think that the first thing you should be doing is posting content on social media. And that is not the first thing that you should be doing. Um, So we're going to talk about what are some things that you need to be focusing on in terms of going into 2024 to have a profitable year. So number one question, let's break these things down. Number one, what are you going to sell? Many of you listening to the sound of my voice either are just starting their coaching business, have a coaching business, um, but it's not exactly where you want it to be, looking to get more sales, more clients, more impact, all of the things, right? If you are a new coach just starting out or if you have an existing offer, that you're not really sure is kind of selling really well, the first thing you need to do if you have an unproven or untested offer, which basically means no one's bought it or not, not many people have bought it, is to start doing some research to figure out um, and ask people if anyone even wants this thing. Research is probably the most underrated thing that people do not do when it comes to having their business. You need to talk to people and figure out if they even want what it is that you have. For example, I had a client once that had an offer that was interesting. Um, It was an interesting kind of, I'm not going to, she may be listening to this, so I'm not going to mention it, but um, it was an interesting offer. I didn't think that it was going to be a very profitable offer um, just based on the experience that I've had with different things, but you never know. So I would never be one to tell you, hey, your offer's trash. You need to figure out something else. I will make suggestions to get you to start thinking about Who the people could be that would want this thing, right? But she had this offer, she was locked in on this offer. She really, you know, wanted to sell this particular thing, but she could not even get beta clients, right? Now, beta clients are clients that will go ahead and try your service, your program um, for free or for very low cost. Either you give them the full program or half of the program or a couple of the sessions, whatever it may be. So those are beta clients and she couldn't even get beta clients. And there are a lot of different ways to get beta clients, which I'm not going to kind of go into just for purposes of time, but you really, it is vital for you to get some information from people to figure out if they even want this thing that you're selling. Um, in, I was in the mall, gosh, this was probably like a year or so ago. And in the mall, you know, there's people that walk around with like these clipboards and they have like little surveys in the hand. They'll say, hey, excuse me, would you fill out a survey whatever? So anyway, they brought me into this room. I one of those moments where I had nothing to do. I was like, all right, fine. So I went into the, to this little survey area and they wanted me to test out a sandwich. So I tested out this sandwich and sandwich pretty good. And so you write down all the things about what you think about the sandwich and all that stuff. Well, the reason they're doing that is because they're doing research to figure out if people even want this thing. So the number one thing you need to be doing as a new-ish coach is to really figure out if people want the program, right? So reach out to friends, relatives, Facebook groups, all of that to figure out, have them test it and then figure out if people actually want it. So number one, it'll help you figure out if people want that thing. So you don't waste six, eight months of your life trying to sell this thing and nobody wants it. But also it'll help you nail down your framework a little bit more so that you know exactly the things that you are able to offer for your potential clients to get the best results. Um, Sometimes you start out with this idea of a program that you want and then you start doing it, and then you realize one, and this happened to really, me. One, there's certain parts of the program that you really don't want to do, or two, there's certain parts of the program that you really don't even need to mention because it doesn't move, it doesn't help your client move the needle. It's information, it's useful information, but it's not information they really need. So you can just kind of cut that part out if that makes sense. So it really helps you nail down your framework, but then also um, it also helps you to ask questions. Once you have these beta clients, you can ask them questions. Hey. What do you think about this section? Is this helpful to you? What do you think about it? Do you think I should revise it and so And you get this kind of um, bunch of information that you can put together and really uh, make sure you have the, um, the most uh, effective framework um, that you need, right? So if you have a lot of people interested, fantastic. Then you know, hey, this is really something. If you don't have a lot of people interested, Maybe you should kind of revisit or think about, you know, some things. Maybe it's not a great offer. Um, The point is really, if you are just starting out in terms of selling your offer and having a profitable year, you must get information, as much information as possible when it comes to creating your offer. So what are you going to sell? That was question number one. Number two is who are you going to sell it to? Many times when we come up with our idea of this program that we want to sell, we kind of have in our mind something that maybe. Um, we would want based on our previous experience but maybe that's a one-off and not a lot of people want that right So you really need to figure out who these people are and where are they hanging out It's like when you want to sell something in a market you'd go to the market and you would sell it because people are already gathering around this market and then you can sell the thing that you want to sell right It's the same thing with um, when you're trying to sell your product, your coaching program. Where are these people that have this problem? Where are they hanging out? You want to think about where they are. They're probably on social media because, I mean, what is that? 2.58 billion people are now on social media. There's a lot of people on social media, but because there are a lot of people on social media, they could easily just kind of keep on scrolling past your content. So, The critical thing here in this section, when it comes to figuring out who you're selling to, is getting the person to identify themselves in some way, getting them to raise their hand and say, Hey, I'm interested in what it is that you do. Oftentimes people have some sort of a lead magnet in order to have people identify themselves And a lead magnet is simply something really super good, super juicy that aligns with your offer. So the people. See this thing and go, wow, this is fantastic. This is what I want. And it really aligns with your offer. So maybe that's a master class, or maybe it's a mini course, maybe it's an email sequence that you send out, like a newsletter or something like that. So you really want to get these people to identify themselves because that'll make it easier for you. And in the process, you get to learn again, you get to learn about them and ask questions. Cause once they identify themselves, now you can ask them questions. It's like, okay what are you looking for, right? You can reach out and ask the question, what are you looking for? Maybe that'll cause you to tweak your offer. Maybe it'll change your offer altogether, but you have to find the people that you're selling it to. All right, third part, how are you going to get them to buy the thing that you're selling? This is where your messaging comes in. Now, all that intel that you gathered from your beta launch or people that got your lead magnet, attended your classes or whatever, all those questions that you were asking, now you can share with them that you understand their problem, that you have the solution, and that your solution is the best solution. So you're able to, through your messaging, communicate that to them, as well as address any objections they may have to purchasing your solution. You are now able to speak their language because you've gathered up all of that intel and all that information. You've had all this experience with your beta clients, or if they weren't beta clients, maybe you have some um, previous clients, friends, family, relatives, whatever people that found you randomly, whoever, you get information for them. So now when you speak, you can speak their language on your sales page, in your social media, in your emails, everywhere you have an audience, you are now talking about how you can help them, why you are the best solution for them, and how much you really understand their problem. So that is how you get the person, the person that you are hoping to buy your service, Or work with you, that is how you get them to listen to you and perk up their ears and go, wow, that person really understands me. They get me. I need to work with her. Okay. Some mistakes I see in this kind of section that we're talking about is really not being clear on who your person is. This is such a big deal because if you're talking to everyone, you're talking to no one, right? You ever like to, this happens to me. When I've been talking to my children, like I have four kids, one's an adult and she's grown and doing her thing, but three kids that are living in the house. And I will say, Hey, whose job is it to, you know, take the dog outside? And they'll all kind of look at each other. Like, what? Well, I don't, is it her job? It's your, it's no, it's you. Nobody wants to accept responsibility, but no one thinks it's them. So it's the same thing in your messaging. If you're just kind of putting stuff out there and people are like, well, I don't know who she's talking to versus, and you call somebody's name, Lisa. Hey, you have this problem and I know you've been struggling with this for X amount of time. And I know that it keeps you up at night and it's bothering you. And here's the solution that I have for you. Now Lisa's interested in what you have to say, right? So you have to be clear about who it is that you're talking to. So that is a huge mistake. If you don't know who you're talking to, if you're saying, well, the people that I'm talking to, it's just it's women. It's um it's uh it's men, it's uh women who uh struggle with uh weight. It's Uh, Like you need to know 100% who is that person you were talking to so that you can better identify their problems and understand truly what it is that they're going through. Mistake number two that I see is not talking about what you do often enough. People need to hear how you can help them. So you have to be intentional about that, whether that's showing up on social media, whether that's guesting on podcasts, whether that is sending out emails, How are you nurturing these people to get them to know that this is how you can help them, right? So you have to be visible. You have to get in front of these people. Okay. The the last part of this is really analyzing what's working. So once you have identified what your goals are, we've talked about cognitive, concrete and control, then specifically you need to identify who you need to sell to how you're going to get them to buy and what it is that you're selling. Now we go on to stage three, which is the part that a lot of people, myself included back in the day, don't really pay attention to, which is analyze what in the world is working. Listen, so many times I was doing something and it was working and I would get clients doing the thing and then I would stop doing that and do something else. Why? Who knows? Because I would look for the next shiny object. Don't do that, right? So if you are doing something and it is working, Keep doing more of that. It's that simple. We got, you know, as an entrepreneur, sometimes we kind of get in our heads, but are like, oh, wow, maybe I should try this. Maybe I should try this. And then you forget the thing that was working in the first place, right? So do more of what is actually working and the thing that it's not working, change it. So, but here's the thing, here's a caveat, right? the The goal is not to keep switching back and forth to different things because that is not gonna help you ultimately. If you are not getting clients, you're not making sales, if you're not uh, connecting with the people that you need to connect with, for whatever reason, you need to figure out why that is. And this is the analysis part. It's not just like, I don't know what's not working, so I'm just gonna do something else. You really need to take some time to figure out, is it your offer? Is your offer not really that appealing to people? Is it the people that you're in front of? Because you can have the best offer in the world, but if you're in front of the wrong people, then they're not gonna find value in it, right? So is it that you're not finding the people Or is it your messaging where you're not really talking to the people in the way that they can understand it? Are you not articulating the value of your service so they can say, oh, wow, I really want that. I had someone a long time ago ask me like, hey, what exactly is it that you do? I was like, what? You can't, you don't understand what I do? (laughs) Well, clearly I'm not articulating it well enough. So you want to make sure that you're articulating the value of your offer in a way that the person that wants to buy it understands that that is for them. So here's a caveat of what I'm saying to all of this, because it's very easy for you to pick something and go, oh, it's got to be my offer. I'm going to switch my offer. Oh, no, I'm not getting in front of the right people. I'm going to switch. Oh, no, it's my messaging. You don't want to do that. You really want to lock in on something I call the rule of one. You want to lock in on one strategy, one client who you want to help, and one problem that you can solve for that client. And you want to hone in on that and lock into it for at least two to three months. You want to do whatever it is you're doing, whether... You are um, putting out doing master classes or you are talking about your lead magnet in Facebook groups or you are sending out emails or you are delivering mini courses, whatever it is you want to stay consistent and do that over and over and over and over and over again until you can get really, really good at it. And then you can say, you know what? I don't think this thing is good. I don't think people are going to buy it. You don't want to create something and then chuck it because in a couple weeks, nobody bought this thing. Like, I don't know, it's, it's gotta be the offer. I'm just gonna do something else. That's not how that works. You have to give people enough time to discover you. You never start watching like a TV show that's been on and you're like, oh my gosh, this is such a good show. And then you talk to someone about it and they're like, oh my gosh, that show's been on for like two years, right? You have to give people time to discover the thing that it is that you're selling. So give yourself some time. A lot of times we think, oh, it's the offer or it's the the person, I'm not talking to the right person. And here's the thing. Most of the time I've found in the experience that I've had, it's usually one of two things. One, it's your mindset, but your mindset makes all the difference because I think deep down, we all have some little bit of imposter syndrome where we're thinking, I don't know if this is good enough. I don't think the thing that I'm doing is that good. I don't know if people actually care about it, you know, all of that sort of thing. I think we have that sort of deep down, like, because I think we were conditioned to believe that you know, someone else knows more than we do, like somebody else knows more or because we have like teachers and adults and, you know, our whole lives, we've always kind of been taught to, you know, just kind of defer to someone else in some way. So I want to just encourage you, if that's you, if you felt that way, I want you to stop dimming your light. Stop looking for someone else to approve what you are doing. We are all out here and let me give you permission (laughs) to just do what feels good to you in terms of your business. And give it some time before you make a decision that it is not going to be profitable, okay? Because so many times, we kind of undervalue our own skills and abilities. So don't do that. Give yourself some time, put your service out there and say, hey guys, this is what I can do. And keep on, hold on to that. Don't just kind of keep flipping back and forth because you're like, I don't know, it's not good enough. Stay strong. Don't dim your light. Don't doubt yourself and put it out there for at least two to three months. What I found is that people that are typically whatever doing better than you, quote unquote, they either know something. I heard somebody say this, know something that you don't know, do something you're not doing or believe something that you don't currently believe in. All of that can be changed. Understand what I'm saying? The people that you were looking at like, oh, my gosh. They're just, oh my goodness, they're you know helping so many people and they've got so many followers and they're making so many dollars and all those things. They either know something you don't know, do something you don't do, or believe something you don't believe. But all of those three things there's nothing inherent or innate in them that makes them more successful, more profitable, more whatever than you. So understand that. The second thing that I believe happens when people are kind of struggling to stay consistent is that they doubt themselves but also they're not getting enough eyeballs on their offer. They're simply not in front of enough people. And yes, nobody wants to to go through the slow, terrible, horrible grind of posting content 24/7 and trying to build an audience. That's brutal. But there is something to be said about getting in getting your offer in front of a lot enough people in order it doesn't have to be a lot, but enough people in order to really understand whether or not it's going to be profitable or not, right? There was a, a copywriter, um, Gary Halber. He was like the dope copywriter. He was like one of the, the guys that, you know, was kind of the grandfather or the godfather copywriting. Anyway, he once said that the only advantage he would need in a competitive market is to have a starving crowd. That's it. Just a starving crowd. Like the offer doesn't have to be that great. The messaging didn't have to be that great. Really just a starving crowd, you know, like, you know, in college, you know, it's late at night, maybe you went out or whatever with your friends and you're starving and it's late at night and there's nothing open, maybe a hot dog stand or maybe a Denny's or Arby's or whatever, right? And you don't care. You're just like, I don't care what it is. Just give me some food, I'm hungry, right? Starving crowd, doesn't matter what kind of food it is. It's kind of like that with an offer. Your offer could be even okay, but if it's in front of enough people, you're gonna sell some. So I would challenge you to stay consistent so you get it in front of enough people. All right. I know that was a lot. That was a lot of information. I hope and pray that that was helpful to you as you listen um, to plan your 2024. Woohoo! Can't believe like we are at the end of 2023. If your 2023 wasn't everything that you wanted, really sit down and think about what is it that you're going to do for 2024 to make it look different? What's your goal? What's your plan? Really sit and think about that. If you are interested in creating a profitable offer and you need some help, I am offering a two-week trial of the Academy right now. The link will be in the show notes. I would love to have you join us. Until next year, friends. Are you stuck in a cycle of procrastination, analysis paralysis, perfectionism? Are you feeling like you're unable to launch your program, get more clients, and build a business you know can change people's lives? I'm Kelly Thompson, author, speaker, and founder of The Waymaker Society, and I've been where you are, wrestling with doubt and a ticking clock. But here's the solution, the Align to Attract Academy. Imagine teaching your signature program, helping those you're called to serve, and gaining the freedom you crave. The Align to Attract Academy is a step-by-step blueprint to turn your knowledge into a profitable signature program, simple and stress-free. In step one, you'll learn the MAP framework, going from idea to impact. Step two, you learn to magnetize your message and authentically connect with your dream clients without sleazy strategies. And step three, you get visible to those who need your offer without the 24-7 social media grind. Don't stay on the sidelines, friends. Time is a non-renewable resource. Join the Align to Attract Academy today and make a quantum leap in your entrepreneurial journey. Go to www.aligntoattract.com dot com slash academy.